Hey guys, welcome back to Small Talk with Sid, the podcast, and I'm your host, Cindy Matone. Today I'm chatting with a true queen, Nicole Rose Stillings, otherwise known as DG Rose or Nicole Rose. In this episode, we talk about how this Midwest Bay became a New York City boss, where she now uses her entrepreneurial experience of building a six-figure business to empower the next generation of badass women. Nicole has quite the resume, from performing as a world-class DJ at Coachella, the Super Bowl, and Art Basel, just to name a few, to being a fellow podcaster. We also talk about her experience as a cast member on the show, The Big Shot with Bethany, and what she learned from working with Bethany Frankel, something you definitely do not want to miss. With all that experience under her belt, Nicole decided to launch a mentorship program called Queens of Creation, which is a three-month membership program which teaches ambitious women how to unlock confidence, build a strong mindset, and manifest their dreams. So if you're looking for some inspiration or just some female empowerment, this episode is definitely for you. So sit back and let's meet Nicole. Hey guys, I'm here with full name, Nicole Rose Stillings, but we're going to call her Nicole Rose, DJ Rose. She's got quite the resume and literally researching you and doing my stuff was so much fun. You have like, you're incredible. Like you've done so much. So, and this is my first podcast with a fellow podcaster. I'm super excited. So hi, Nicole. How are you? Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm wonderful. And I'm so excited to be sitting across from another queen. Oh my God. Amazing. No, we were saying before we started how like this episode is, yes, it's an episode where I'm going to interview you, but also like truly a little like session for me because you've been podcasting for a while. I've been doing it for a few years now. So um, I'm excited to like pick your brain a little bit. So super stoked. Um, With that, every episode I always start is like the beginning. So I'd love to hear about like where you grew up and your background and all that jazz. For sure. And so I also will just warn you guys, if I'm like, you can see me on video, other people are probably just listening to audio. If I'm saying something funny or moving my mouth in a funny way, it's because I tested out lip blushing yesterday and not sure it goes on my recommendation list yet. Okay. Time will tell, but I'm like, it looks like a plastic surgeon went AWOL on my face, but that is not what happened. Wait, what (laughs) is it? It's not Botox. No, no. Lip blushing is just a, um, they use like a procedure similar to tattooing. I have no tattoos, but I guess it's supposed to be similar where they just tint your lips so that it stays kind of that nicer color that you want. Oh, that's my dog. He's getting <laughs> angry back there. Um, so that it stays kind of that nicer color that you want, even when you don't have lipstick on. So wow. waiting to see how that I mean, works. Out. Your lips look super full. So I mean, I'm whatever it's doing, I'm here for it. So it looks good. Thank you, love. Yeah. So I think um where it is funny because I, I do I've done a lot of different things, right? So let's break it down right now. What am I? I'm an entertainer and I'm a marketer, right? Everything, you know, being a podcaster, having an Instagram presence, um, even that's how the big shot with Bethany found me. Right. So Mm. all of that stems from my background in marketing. So entertaining though, was something that I, I loved as a child. I took vocal lessons. I took piano. I had a baby grand, like I suck at piano and I don't know, would you want to listen to me sing? (laughs) not more than happy birthday. Am I right? Um, so I, I tested various different creative entertainment pursuits as a child. My, my parents were very open to me kind of exploring my creative side and my passions. Um, but what's funny is I, you know, I went to Emory university in Atlanta. It's, you know, it's a great school. It's top 20. And I studied a bunch of different things. I was thinking back to it, uh, actually recently. And I, you know, you always think what you study in college has absolutely nothing to do with what you're doing in life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true for me because I studied psychology, sociology, 
and journalism. And I forgot this, but I took a bunch of women's studies class and like, no wonder I am this like loud and proud feminist that Mm. like, I think she was always inside of me. And I think she was manifesting in other ways, like in my DJ career, but not overtly. Right. Like, obviously that is a career where to be a woman in a male dominated industry, like you're going to have to stick up for yourself a lot. You're going to have to empower yourself to keep, you know, rising the ranks in a career like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I studied things that are relevant and I started my career in marketing. I worked at different agencies doing social media, mm-hmm. um, even events, right? All, everything in between running large shield campaigns online for brands like Ralph Lauren, Diesel, Theory, um, QVC, Kmart. They, had, they used to have like a fashion account that we did a bunch of stuff for. So my background was really kind of in social media marketing in the fashion space because fashion is a passion of mine, right? I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm like, you know, the world's most stylish, but like, I think I have that whole, like I'm cozy and I look chic, look down. Right. It took me years to match master that, but that's my vibe, right? Like form meets function. Like, yeah, this shit is pretty fashionable, but also like I'm comfortable as fuck right now. Where are you Um, from originally, by the way? I grew up in St. Louis. I lived okay. in New York straight for a decade. In the pandemic, I decided like, fuck it. I always wanted to split my time between New York and Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I'm on that early retirement vibe. I'm just yep. snowboarding. Amazing. <laughs> even, in the, even in the hotness down here, it's like a fucking sauna when you walk outside. It's truly a sauna. <laughs> I was just there a few weeks ago. It's awful. Um, gets, gets really great yeah. there in the fall, but yeah. But what you said before about like, I mean, we're kind of on the similar wavelength because like, I also studied like marketing in college and then like yeah. I worked for a media agency. And so I will say, even though it's not necessarily what I'm doing now, like I've learned so many tools like from it. And I think like, no matter what you do, you can always like I think a lot, I just was, I did an episode yesterday with this guy and I was telling him about like, no matter where you end up, like every season you're in, you can learn something from it. So yeah. I think that's super important. Um, totally agree. So now you're, I guess where, so before Big Shot with Bethany came along, were you doing, what were you doing? Was, did DJ coming before that or after that? Yeah. So I have been DJing actually. I realized the other day, it's like, oh my God, time flies so fast. Right. When you're yeah. in your twenties and thirties. And I, I don't know, I hope it still flies when I'm 50. Cause that's just going to be depressing. But, <laughs> um, so like I've actually been DJing now for a decade. Oh, wow. Um, I was, I started my career in marketing. I started DJing while I was still in marketing. You can imagine how much pain I was in some days at the office, but I still did my job always. I was a director, um, at that, at my last agency and I had a team of 12. So you can't just show up as a shell of a human. You need to be, you know, on point every single day. And so that was probably really when I started growing and just learning how to fucking do it all at whatever cost, if that was what I really wanted. Um, and then, yeah, I left eventually around 25. I'm 34 now. So it's been, you know, 10 years of me DJing and took the skills that I learned in agency life and started to build a business around, you know, DJing. And that was an event business. At one point, I was a partner in a bar in Tribeca, which most people don't know, but it is like way down there if you Google me. <laughs> um, and that was only open for a year and change. Um very glad that I didn't have that open during the pandemic. Right. Cause that would have been right. You know, a mess in a whole different way. Um, and then I, now, you know, the main business is really, uh, the podcast, big queen energy. Um, and then a mentorship, we have a, a we're going to get, mentorship. we're going to get into all of that. We're going to, so okay. I, so I, okay. like, 
I broke down your career into like a few different topics. Um, no, I love, I love, trust me. Like I, some guests I got to pull it out of. You're just like on your own, which is great. But so first like DJ life. So is this, it was this like the first kind of part of your career where you're like kind of exiting like the corporate world and that now you're entering, like having your own business. That was like, one. Oh yeah. 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 And And I mean, and that's a weird plunge too. Right. Cause you just went from like doing something that most people traditionally respect. Right. And then Mm -hmm. jumping into a field that, I mean, when I jumped into DJing, that wasn't, there weren't girls in the game and people were like, that's a career. Like no one really thought that that could be a career. There weren't influencers yet. Like, I mean, just like everyone was like terrified. Like, how was I going to pay my bills? I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I got this. But in the inside, I was like, how am I going to pay my bills? But I was like, I'll figure it out. What was like the inspiration behind like you wanting to be a DJ? Like that's always been a passion of yours, like, you know, coming up with music and stuff. So, like I said, I knew that I was an entertainer, right? Mm -hmm. And I experimented as a child with other things in music. I mean, I also used to like grab a round brush and run around. We had a very large like living room and family room and entertainment area. My parents would always have friends and guests over. We hosted a lot of parties. I would just grab a fake mic and get up and dance and sing for everybody. So I like had this entertainment gene, right? It was like, a mm-hmm. just it, like, no matter what I did, it was going to come out. And music was just that the first expression you know, physical yeah. manifestation of that. And I loved music because it was a way to bring people joy. Mm. And so I feel like we all have a purpose on this earth and we can get very specific about what each of ours is. And the more clarity we have on that, the more successful we can be in life. Right. But what I knew at the time in my mid twenties was that through DJing, I could bring people just sheer joy and fulfillment through music, take them away from their everyday lives and give them a little slice of heaven on the dance floor. Did you teach yourself? Like how, like how did I, well, obviously you did, but where did you learn? Yeah, no. So I had, I was very, very fortunate. And I think part of this is that I've always put relationships first in my career and my personal and professional life. And I mean, they blend together for me too. Right. So it was easy. Also sometimes hard then to realize when are you just chatting on your, you know, on your phone and DMS rather than like the tangible amount of work that needs to get done. But, um, you know, I, I did, I was really lucky to have coaches and mentors along Mm. the way. And I, I think that's a really important thing that we coach and mentor each other. And, you know, guys, several guys, at least three, four, sorry, I had four male mentors that took me under their wings. Um, two of the, three of them were DJs that literally were like, I am going to come over to your house. Here's how you can help me. You have better taste in music. So you're going to help me with my programming. Here's what I need. Um, and I'm going to teach you the fundamentals. And so it was kind of like a trade. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. I mean, it, it truly takes thousands of hours of practice to become an expert at anything. And it's no different with DJing. Yeah, no. And utilizing your connections, like so key, like people don't realize like how many people around you, like you can like utilize that benefit or that relationship for your benefit. Um, and not to say, what do you have to offer? Right. right? Like, just like, I was simply like, and I think they brought it to light for me. They were like, dude, you're, you pick really good music. Like all I want is a flash drive back. And that would have taken them hours. So in effect, it was a big win for them. And it was a big win for me. It saved me thousands of dollars. Absolutely. What's your style, by the way? So it's funny. We were just talking. I'm represented by 4am. They did the chain smokers and kind of like brought them up. And now, you know, Adam Alpert went off, you know, left 4am and went off with them. And which is great because now there's a a female COO who I work with directly. And I love supporting another woman at the top. Um, 
And so my style, we were just talking about it. It's glam house, right? It's like poppy, cool empowerment house vibes. We have a playlist on Spotify called big queen energy. I'd be happy to share it, but as a DJ, I play everything, right? Let's not lie. I play it all. I've played it all. I've done classic rock for five hours in the Hamptons last month. I can do that. Is it what I would put on in the gym? Probably not, you know, I'll link it in the description of this episode so people can listen to it. Um, and I'm going to hype you up for a second. So you've done some pretty cool stuff. You did Coachella, the Super Bowl, Art Basel. I mean, you've worked with Nelly, Cardi B, like Diana Ross, Noah Cyrus, like Cheryl Crow. Like what the actual fuck? Like literally like that's insane. So I guess what was it for you? Like where you said, let me like what what helped you catapult your career? I guess we start doing smaller shows. And now you're working with like these big names. So I think once again, it's just relationship building. You know, I don't know any of those artists one-on-one. I can't, call, other than maybe Wyclef, right? I can't like call Nelly, although I'm from St. I'm from the Lou and I'm proud. So sure. you know, maybe, maybe one day, but um, you know, for instance, I'm on the board of UNICEF, but I've been DJing for them years before I was on the next gen board. They brought me in. That's how I had the opportunity to close for Diana Ross. And, you know, same thing with, you know, I've worked with Lucky Brand. They brought me in for Noah Cyrus. We did a collab at Coachella, right? So it's, it's about fostering the right relationships. Um, and as well as, you know, being super, a lot of this came through fashion stuff. Like Nelly was at Magic, which is a big fashion trade show in Vegas right before the pandemic hit. So, you know, my niche in fashion, I think in luxury also helped me build some of these relationships with clients where then they felt comfortable that I was the right vibe and the right aesthetic and the right image to pull in with these bigger time acts at these big time events. Right. So it's, I mean, one of the the people, one of my mentors always says like, you're only one strategy away from what you want. Right. Mm. So this was not something that I just left to be discovered. Like I knew that I was passionate about fashion. I had a background in fashion marketing and I marketed myself through Instagram with fashion. And that's, that's how we grew. And I'm sure I know for a fact, that's how a lot of my clients found me because I can see that they came in through DM or through that email address. Yeah. Amazing. So now shifting a little, shifting gears a little bit. So now big shot with Bethany, like this is a show that's, you know, everyone's talking about how, what made you want to go on the show in the first place? Or how did that even come about? I don't know. Okay. I'm totally fucking with you. Um, I'm like talking your ear off about all these other questions and just totally shifting, shifting gears here, but no, I'm kidding. I, so that was the big shot with Bethany. It's funny because it didn't go exactly as planned. Right. I think a lot of times when you're very type A, you, you have a very specific direction for your career. Like myself, like you, you seem very on point. I like your vibe. I can feel your energy girl. Um, it's like, we have these expectations about how certain things that we experience in life will play out, right. Especially related to our career. When we feel like we're giving a lot, we have expectations about what we, we should get or would like to get Mm. in return. Um, and my expectations were completely wrong about what would come from that show. But the one thing that never fails is the fact that that is just the evidence of the greatest, one of my greatest manifestations, or it's just the most obvious, right? So when I was in my mid twenties and I went off on my own, my best friends from college would all joke, like Nicole's like a mini Bethany. I looked at how she built her career using her influence to sell products that truly helped women and 
you know, help, you know, built, she built a product line that essentially made lifestyle things more accessible to all women. That's a valuable company, right? That's adding value to the everyday girl's life. And I had a lot of respect for that, obviously still do. Um, And I saw that I saw her doing that and how she used her influence for something good and something that she was passionate about that spoke to her direct purpose. And I just decided didn't know exactly how at that time that I would replicate it. And so when I got an email and DMs from her team and was asked to be on her show. Oh, they reached out to you. <laughs> correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it just feels, you know, I mean, eight years wow. later, right? After I was really trying to model my career after her, but there was no one like her at the time in the space. Tell me another person who had built what she built from nothing. I mean, because influencers weren't a thing back then. She built it all on the back of the Real Housewives. Oh yeah. And even like thinking back to like old school housewives, like she was like one of the few that really like worked her way up. Like a lot of them already right. came from money where she was the one like uh, doing like cooking events and things of that nature. And Good then scraps. Yeah. Yeah. So she really like, no, she was a hustler for sure. And, and look see. at her now. Who has more money now? Who's oh. more power now? And she's I like, mean, so like, I feel like the way she also talks about it is like, it's, it's like so classy and she's like, so like low key about it. I feel where the other ones are very like flashy and I don't know. I just like her energy and her vibe. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so, so now, so for those, that don't know what is the show? Like, what are you doing on the show? So Big Shot with Bethany was a competition to be the next VP of operations for her company, Skinny Girl, right? She has 26 different product lines and brands that she's building. A lot of them fit under the Skinny Girl label. Um, She sold Skinny Girl Margarita, right? But she's building other things like shapewear. The Skinny Girl popcorn is great. I don't know if (laughs) nobody's had it. They should. I have it like every other night. Yeah. That is definitely one thing I took away from the Big Shot is that I'm obsessed with her popcorn. (laughs) Amazing. No, it's so good. Okay. So now you're on the show and then like, what, I guess, like, what was your personal experience? Like, what did you get from it when you left? I mean, I think the, the, I learned a lot from Bethany, right? Mm -hmm. Just at the end of the day, she's very smart. She's a hustler. She's really quick mentally. She thinks of things that nobody else is thinking of. And I know that's why she gets frustrated sometimes because nobody wants to be at the top running multi-million dollar businesses like her and not have somebody on the team that can come up with as good of ideas or see the things that are obvious that need to be accomplished. Right. Um, she's very just on point, but another thing that I loved learning from her was just how much she truly does go with her gut on stuff. And so that just, didn't it's still hard for me to to use that but I'm trying to implement that into my daily life just going with my gut on stuff even though I'm not exactly where I want to be in my life that's okay I'm on the right path I'm on the journey and my gut is right and I think sometimes when we get you know we dilute our own value in kind of shaping our direction Mm -hmm. when things don't go as our expectations you know were set to so does that make sense what I'm saying right now? Yes, so it's like yes. over time as an entrepreneur, if not everything's panning out exactly the way you wanted it to, you start to trust your gut less, but really our gut, our intuition, that's the best tool we have in going down the path that is meant for us. Mm, that's so true. That's so true. And I know you also mentioned that, um, which I loved what you talked about, how like being on the show, like shined a light on like your insecurities. And I feel like in order for you to move, oh, yeah. in order for you to move forward in life, I think you really got to like analyze yourself and be like, where am I insecure and why am I insecure? Because like, ultimately that's going to hinder you from moving forward in my personal opinion. 
Um, totally agree. So like what, what, it, what for you, like, did it shine? Like, what did you like learn from that? And like, kind of like helped you to get over those insecurities? So let's see, what did I learn from the big shot with Bethany? How did I get over my insecurities? I already had a process in place um, Mm -hmm. to, to amp myself up, to be my own fucking hype girl, right? To be my own cheerleader, to walk out there in that photo shoot in the face of fucking adversity and Bethany up in my grill and calm myself down and go out and give my work 110%, right? To still shine even when, People are trying to to rip you down, right? Or life, right? Things are getting in the way of your ideal day, right? That happens to everybody. Um, And the biggest thing that I took away from that show was, A, I'm stronger than I thought, right? Like, holy shit, I fucking came out the other side an even stronger woman. So thank you for that, Bethany. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody else could probably, I mean, It's I think it's also because I respect her so much that I did listen when she was breaking me down and trying Mm. to teach me something. And I'm not perfect. Right. So uh, like every day is a journey on my my personal growth. Right. Same for all of us. And we should see it that way rather than let the ego take over and bitch everybody out when they try to reflect things back to us or are honest about ways that we could improve. And I think Sometimes they didn't show all of the ways in which she was like a bit softer in explaining that, Mm -hmm. but you only have so many hours, you know, of editing that you can use in a TV show. So, you know, some of it was super constructive and helpful for me and my growth, right. And to really fully owning the strong woman that I am. And I also learned that women on women hate is just there's just so fucking much of it left. Like I thought, cause I think I surround myself with like-minded people. I can even tell I attracted you and you're like-minded, right? You love mm-hmm. other women. You're, mm-hmm. you're a queen that lifts other, other Queens up. That's Absolutely. what real Queens do. Right. But yep. not everybody's like that. I really, that really saw that again in the big shot with Bethany don't need to name names, but I had, I had forgotten about that mean girl mindset because I don't live in that world. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me that I need to do so much more than I'm doing to step outside of myself and bring other women up to the top, help them have all these mindset tools that helped me face my fears and be extra confident to perform at a high level, even in the face of adversity. And I have a whole process and practice for that with my, what I call my manifest mindset and my morning routine. And that's, I mean, I know you're going to get to that, but that's what we teach in the mentorship. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like, listen, I've been around plenty of women and not, not everyone is like you and has like this, you know, amazing energy. Yeah. I've been around people that I definitely get negative vibes from. However, whoever I'm around, I always try to remind myself to like plant a seed of kindness or show them maybe something that they're that not used to. And they can reflect on later. Like, why was she so nice to me? Like, I don't understand why. And then hopefully totally. like that reflection, like they take that and then like, they want to put that out in their own world. Um, I don't know. You never know like, where you're planting seeds in someone's life. So I, I love that. Important. That's beautiful. Yeah. How far, great by the way, did you, how far did you make it in the show? I was final four. Don't want to spoil it. If anybody's, you know, still planning on watching it, if we're in your queue. Yes. <laughs> yes. We are. It's on HBO max, by the way, but yes, yep. I'm going to have to watch it. Okay. That's so dope. Um, so then we are going to shift into your mentorship program, which is like so insanely good. And I have like a million questions, but you call it the Queens of creation. So what I kind of know, I think I know what the inspiration was behind it, but in your own words, like what, what inspired you to start this? Yeah. So honestly, the, the title of just like the word using queen in the 
businesses that I was working on came to me while filming the big shot with Bethany, because I started using that as a mantra to lift myself up in the show. Cause I, I mean, look, it was hard. I mean, I'm sure anybody who's watched it, I mean, you've watched it, right. You can, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you were having anxiety for me in some of those scenes, right. Right, Because it was challenging. And like, obviously I was the butt of jokes, sarcasm, and just kind of like resentment, right. Like women on women hate, you know, Mm -hmm. in parts of it. So, which is like surprising me too, because I like get along with most people, but yeah. once again, it's like the company that you keep. Right. So, sure. so I, I like in that photo shoot scene where Bethany and I were really kind of going at each other's throats. I mean, not so much from my direction, but whatever, we were having like a big disagreement. We were really on a different wavelength. I pulled myself into the bathroom for 60 seconds, looked myself in the mirror. And that was all the time I had, by the way, where there were no cameras breaking in. And I was like, you fucking got this. You're a fucking queen. Pull yourself back together. Go out there and get it. Mm. You're not going to make excuses for yourself. You're not going to let down yourself, like go there and do go back out and do your work and do it fucking well. Right. Right. And that like, lifted me up. And so I just kept saying that to myself during filming the show when things got hard. I mean, I sat in the elimination round like so many fucking times. I was like, I mean, do you know what that's like to sit in the elimination round over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. And like, and not be like, right. It's like, I mean, but you made it to, just, but you made it to top four. I, I, I don't know if I was just there for dramatic effect or I, I mean, I, some of probably everything, like, I don't know, you know, it's, I don't have more insight than you guys have as people watching the show into some of this. I mean, I also know that, you know, it took Bethany some time to warm up to me and to realize that I am a really honest, authentic person and I might not be your cup of tea, but I have good intentions, right? Like you can't say that for everybody on, on the but, show, but unfortunately. Regardless of whatever the reasons were, at the end of the day, you got to where you were because of all of those reasons. And so you have to kind of like trust that. Was it like your your personality or that maybe you're louder than other people? Sure. But like at the end of the day, right. everything that you are, what you do got you to where you are. So just like trust in that. So yeah, totally. yeah, totally. So so long winded story for short. I was using that as a mantra. Like you're a fucking queen, babe. Mm. You've got this lift everybody else up. Don't let anybody bring you down. It doesn't matter how they treat you. You are going to treat them like a queen. You are going to be fearless, authentic, and magnetic. And that's when we use the word queen in our businesses for big queen energy or Queens of creation. That's what we are talking about. We are talking about women owning their power, being willing to step into it now, not tomorrow, not next year, not next fucking pandemic. Right. God forbid. I shouldn't even say those words, Um, (laughs) but like now being fearless in your everyday life, facing those big career goals, those dreams, those money drink goals, whatever it is that you have owning your creative power, right? We are all manifesting every single thing all day long. Just like you said, the energy that you bring to interactions with people, that's a manifestation, how they react to you. That's a manifestation. There are, it's recognizing when things are in your control and how you can influence them and knowing when to pump the brakes when they're not right. So fearless, authentic, magnetic, being your authentic self. There's nothing more powerful than showing up in a room as you. I mean, that's what probably attracted you to me and allowed me to come on and speak to the beautiful women that listen to your show. Right. You know, there's nothing more powerful than being true to who you are that will over the long term 
that will stand for itself, right? There were people that were turned off by watching me at first. And then they kept watching me. They kept seeing that I would, that I showed up for Corey, that I showed up for Meloxie, that I did my best to help Bethany. And they were like, okay, this girl's not bad. This girl wants to help. Right. So I just stayed true to who the fuck I am. And I was authentic in my personality, although it may not be how everybody is. I was me and people can have respect for your, your willingness and your confidence to be true to who you are. Right. Cause all we have is our true. Mm-hmm. Right. And then being magnetic, it's setting yourself up to create the things that you want rather than attracting the things that you don't want. And this is about your energy. This is about your thoughts. This is about how the brain works. This is about neuroplasticity. This is about positivity. And I have been studying this stuff for eight years. It's the only way that I've survived paying my bills. And trust me, they were fucking high when I was in New York full time. Um, and it's just the only way that, that I was able to survive. So it's just super exciting to be able to teach everybody else about the queen mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like even the older I'm getting, I'm learning that like, even the things that I think might be good for me, if they're not in my life, I have to trust there's a reason why they're not in my life, whether those are things or people or opportunities, like knowing that who I am as a person, like where whatever, whatever comes my way, I'm going to trust that that is meant for me and whatever doesn't like, I have to kind of surrender to the fact that that's not meant to be in my life. And so, um, and I think like, especially in your earlier twenties, like, you know, I'm 24 right now. So like, I, it's, it's a tough process, like knowing that, like, maybe there aren't certain relationships or things meant for you. And so it's like your own internal battle that you struggle with. But um, I think even, even the people that maybe give off like bad energy, like I think they're probably going through their process of like figuring out who they are. Um, And yeah, absolutely. And what advice do you give your clients or just people you talk to when like, maybe you do have certain dreams or aspire for certain things, um, but it just seems to like not be going your way. Okay. So let's see. That's a great question. I really like your energy, Sid. I think that you just, you know, for 24, you got a lot of it figured out, girl. (laughs) Um, So I think, what would I give people, what advice would I give for things not going their way? So that's, that's, I love that that's a broad question, but also sometimes it's easier when I have like a specific example, right. To Mm -hmm. kind of illustrate exactly what to do, but from let's take a broader stance and answer that more generally. So if something's not going your way, the first thing that I recommend is that we take responsibility for it, Mm -hmm. right? Journal about it, meditate on it, reflect on it. How did you influence this outcome, this kind of unwanted or less than um, expected outcome that is showing up in your life. How did you influence? If you know, if you can understand how you influenced it, then you can start to understand how you need to change your mindset. And ultimately, right, when we change our mindset, we change our actions and our reactions around stuff. So you can kind of understand it all starts at the mind level though, right? So you can understand where you might need to change And then it's about a lot of times it's about people are focusing on what they don't want rather than focusing on what they do want. Mm -hmm. So if you're noticing that an outcome is not what you expected, what were your thoughts? What was the, what was the song playing in your head every day about this? What was the memo? Like, what is it that you've been thinking? What is it that you're feeling? Like what's coming up for you around this? Maybe you're not ready. Maybe there's another reason. Maybe there are other things that you need to tweak. Maybe this isn't the right journey for you right now, but it's trying to look at what's the energy that you are putting into the situation. 
because that often determines the outcome, right? So I think right. it's just really important that we're aware of our internal environment and how that affects physical manifestations in our lives. It truly does. And one thing that Bethany always used to say was how you do anything is how you do everything. And my counter to that is, yes, that's true. Bethany's got it. Absolutely. 100. But the truth is, is that it starts at the mind level. It's truly how you think about anything is how you think about everything. So if you are having a lot of negative thoughts in one area of your life, and that's a main topic, that's a main theme playing in your head, that is going to affect other areas of your life, right? So it's really getting clear on what is the message that I'm playing over and over again in my head? Yeah. What, What are my thoughts about my identity? Getting into that subconscious and figuring out where you need to rewire some of your beliefs. And like those negative thoughts that people sometimes have a really hard time getting out of their head. Like, how do you personally, have you, how have you dealt with that? Like when it's replaying over and over again, you struggle with like, I can't stop thinking about this. So you, once again, it's identifying what the thought is. Yeah. And then we have a whole process in the mentorship where we'll take some time journaling about where it came from. Maybe Mm. it started in childhood. Maybe it started last year. Doesn't matter. Try to figure out, try to uncover and peel back the onion, figure out where the belief came from. That way you can actually look at the evidence. You can stare it in the fucking mirror and be like, this shit isn't true. Mm. My mom, my friends, nobody. If I put this up against a neutral objective jury, they wouldn't say this is true. This isn't evidence of this belief. This belief is just a fake opinion. It's fake news. Sure. Right. And so once you stare that belief in the face and you're like, fuck you, this shit is fake. Then you can literally go through the process of replacing that belief with a new belief. And so we help people write beautiful affirmations that speak to their soul, that are catchy, that stick into their brain. And Mm. once you think a new thought enough, it can overpower that other belief, right? Just by the simple process of not simple process of neuroplasticity, right? Rewiring your brain. So these neurons fire together more frequently than that negative thought. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, another question I have to ask is because I have a lot of girlfriends and people that I've met that, you know, they'll be like, Sid, like, you're so lucky that 24, like you found something you're passionate about. And they're like, I have no idea. Like I have one of my girlfriend who is an accountant and she literally hates her job, but she's like, I don't really know what I want to do. And so I guess like advice for people that they don't really love what they're doing, but they also have no clue what they want to do. Yeah. Um, So I have the answers to all of that. Like, I'm not kidding. And I never say that because that doesn't sound humble, but like, call me literally, this is what we do in the mentorship that your friends that are experiencing this are lacking clarity. They're lacking mentorship and they're lacking the framework Mm. to pull out what their deepest desires are. And I can help them with that because I have done that. Look at how many times I have reinvented myself in my own career. If anybody's qualified to help people understand what their true passions and purpose are, it's me just saying. So I built an entire process that I've used several times in my life to build new businesses, to get to new heights in my career. And I'm sharing that with the world now. And I would be honored to talk to girls that are going through this at your age, because that's where we can make the biggest impact. You know, it's, I mean, look, I love working with people that are my age. I haven't worked with anybody older. I would love working with them too. I don't think age is just a number. I don't think it matters. Mm -hmm. Right. Experience is so much more important than our years on a calendar. But, um, but someone who's 24, like this is life changing shit, right? Because they can actually alter the course of their life to be exactly what they want. 
Absolutely. Well, I'll make sure I'll put all your links on the bottom. Of them. So you truly like, this is something that even, even at 24 years old, like as much as I would like to think that I know where I want to go, a lot could happen in the next like 10 years when I arrived at 34. So I have no idea. I'm just learning to like trust the process and, um, you know, not like putting deadlines on my life, which I think a lot of people do. Like by the time I'm 30, I got to be here and I got to be married with like two and a half kids. It's like, no, 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 no. Screw that. Like trust whatever journey you're on and don't compare. Like, I think we live in a world where like comparison truly is like the thief of joy. And I know it's cliche, but it's true. And so, and it's hard not to, it's hard not to, because in the world we live in, you see people like just, you know, killing it. But again, I always tell my friends, like, you don't know where I'm going to be in five years and you don't know where you're going to be in five years. Like everyone's journey is different. Like we're all going to go through highs and lows, which is like trust where you're at. So, right. And like loving the journey is the most important part when you're having fun every day, when that positive energy is what you're putting out in the world every day, the universe will speed up the process of bringing the manifestation, the manifestations that you're looking for and the ones that are truly right for you Mm -hmm. to you. If you become a magnet, right? And that's what we teach. It's not this, it's not an exact science, but it's also not only the the best girls or the cool girls that get to do this. Like this, I have a process where everyone can learn how to get out of their own fucking way, right? Yeah, like we're yeah. all in our head too much as women. And you know, I think, and you know, Instagram is a problem too. Everybody shows up being, you know, showing their best life, living, being their best selves, like with their fillers, with their fucking lip liner on, they look like <laughs> fucking Kylie Jenner, kind of like me right now. Right. Go down in a few days, I swear. Um, but that's how everybody shows up on the internet. And so the internet is like a big, like you said, thief of joy mm-hmm. for all of us, especially Instagram, TikTok, whatever your vice of choice is. But this will help the manifest mindset. It's actually a tool that you read every morning in five minutes. It supercharges your brain with positive emotions and that creates your energy, right? It's, it's your thoughts that precede the energy that you give off. Mm, So we do have a process to, to speeding that up. Yeah. I love that. Um, and to shift gears a little bit again, so your work with UNICEF next gen, like I know you, you, that's kind of how like your career in DJing started, but like, what exactly is the work that you do? Cause I love this. This is my first time actually ever hearing about this. So please like share what it's all about. I love that you are just like a queen on the move. You just, you're keeping me so laser focused. So thank <laughs> you for that. Cause I could rant, right? Like I just go off sometimes and people are like, not sure that was what we were doing on this podcast today, but okay. Yeah. No. Um, so UNICEF. So I, you know, I, I started my relationship as a DJ for one of their biggest galas in the country, in the world. Um, it's called the Snowflake Snowflake Ball. It's in New York City, usually at Cipriani's. It raises about $5 million a year. So that's where I had the ability to perform with Diana Ross, Cheryl Crow, and Walk the Moon. Um, and so from there, I realized, you know, I had done a lot of work work with different charities. But what I love about UNICEF is the ability to get involved with different types of campaigns within the same charity. So I can work on a campaign that's female focused. I can work on a campaign that's focused on children's education. I can work on a campaign right last year. I did a lot of stuff around PPE and pandemic aid and support. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I love the ability to be flexible and to learn about all these different causes. And I mean, UNICEF's impact and reach is just so broad, right? Probably biggest of any charity out there. And so that to me was really motivating um, to want to get involved. You know, as a board member, your biggest responsibility is two things. It's number one, spreading the word, getting it out there. What is the charity about? What initiatives are you focusing now? 
what new people can you reach? Let's get some new eyeballs, right? And mm-hmm. then number two, it's about motivating people to support financially, right? And so, and that that support could be five dollars, it could be twenty dollars, it could be two hundred thousand dollars, right? I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't raised the two hundred thousand dollar, you know, in two hundred thousand dollars in one check yet, but who's to say that's not coming, right? When I talk to the right person or the right organization, right? So, I think you know, that's, what's, what's really cool about UNICEF is, is having the ability to be flexible and, um, you know, the, the ways in which we're able to provide support, aren't just, you know, you open your checkbook, right. You can even help influence and educate other people, um, to show how their values are aligned with UNICEF's and why, if they are donating a certain part of their company or personal income to charity, why this might be a better fit. Sure. And Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a mentorship program where like you can like mentor younger people. Um, I don't know about that. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not sure if we have, I mean, obviously my, well, I have a mentorship personally, but um, I don't know. I don't think UNICEF does that directly. I haven't done that. I've been on okay. uh, mission trips, right? But that's not a longer term mentorship. Yeah, no, but I mean like the charities that you work with, like it's really cool to like, cause they're, like, again, like I think sometimes people do live in a bubble and they don't realize like how much work actually needs to be done. And I think like in the course of your journey, like personally, I think if you're not helping others in some capacity, like what's the point? If I'm being honest, I don't, I don't no, think there's a point. Yeah. So I mean, everyone's I, I, purpose is to help. Everyone's purpose is to love, to serve and to expand. I have dialed it down to three things. If you are not doing those three things, there is, you are unhappy. You will be feeling some kind of dissonance or discord in your life. There'll be some type of negative emotion showing up for you. So yeah, something I, mean, I wish someone would have told me at 25, you know? No, absolutely. I think like as much as like partying vacation, while that's all fun, like you can only do that for so long. And then after that, you just feel like a little bit like this emptiness inside. Like I, there's, right. I know there's more to do. Um, totally. So I think that's awesome that you do that. And then I always go into a little bit of like personal. Oh, life and that life. wait, that might've been global connections for women. They okay. do have a stronger mentorship component and I do work with them too, but it's, okay. it's called GC4W, GC4W or Global Connections for Women. And they're great. Yeah, I think that's what I was referring to. Okay, cool shout out. Um, But again, I go into personal life with all my guests. So, you know, feel feel comfortable, whatever you want to share. But for you, like, so you're this boss ass woman, you're a queen. And so like, what has dating been like for you? Oh, um, dating is very non-existent. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's okay though. You know, I'm a queen on a mission, like sure. you said, so I'm fine with that. I know that he's there. He'll come around. I actually, um, I, I am studying Reiki. I'm already a practitioner level one and two, and I have a Reiki master. Wow. So fortunate who coaches and guides me. And we did Reiki on each other this week on Monday. And I've had visions of this too, but she just literally straight up after the session she gave me was like, I saw you after giving birth to your child, you looked like a fucking mess, but she's like, but you were so happy. You had your baby in your arms and you were just rocking him back and forth in the hospital. So him or her. I don't know if she said, Oh, let's hope it's a her. Cause I really want a her. <laughs> um, but she said that. And so, I mean, I know that that will come for me right on divine timing. Um, but yeah, I am working on dating a little bit more, but the pandemic made that a little challenging at first. And then I got very, you know, I don't want to say wrapped up, but kind of, you know, it was very busy when the show first launched, I felt, you know, like I, I really love getting back to everybody personally over DM. And that was just really challenging. And we were switching around some things on my team and launching the mentorship because we had a bunch of incoming requests that it starts sooner. So, you know, we did our first class in June. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
dating just kind of took a backseat to my career, which is something that I've done at different points in my life. I'm not necessarily proud of that, but I have had multiple long-term relationships. I've been engaged once I've lived with about three different partners. So I think that the next guy is probably going to be the one for sure. And I think like at the end of the day, like you need someone that really like matches your energy. And I think like, as you, as you're, as you begin to dive deeper into who you are and the work you want to do, like somebody that's like right there with you, like who's like running alongside you, just eventually like your paths will cross. So just, Oh yeah. Yeah. Just trust in that. No, I yeah, absolutely. And I just like to wrap up like future plans. Like what do you hope to, where do you hope to be in the next like two to three years or like things you want to do? I have this dream. I keep seeing this vision and meditation of having all you fabulous girls at a retreat. We're somewhere really exotic. I don't know, maybe Bali, maybe Thailand. It's gotta be fucking yes. top notch or yes. we're not going, yes. um, that we're jumping up and down. We're celebrating each other. We're bringing in the new year, working on ourselves with, you know, building out our own affirmations, our mantras, just really loving each other, loving on each other, growing and connecting with other girls who want to lift each other up. And that is my, my biggest vision. And I'm DJing for you guys and we're listening to empowering stuff. And I just hope that we can make that come true in the next few years. In the short term, we are launching our next um, group of Queens of Creation, which is in a group mentorship format, which is super cool because it always attracts the best girls together. People have become friends after the program. And I love to see you know them supporting each other online and whatnot or networking with each other. So that's really cool. And that will be launching October 12th. And we are enrolling people now. So if anybody's interested, you can email me at team at bigqueenenergypod.com or you can just dm me if you type in nicole rose mm-hmm. i'm the first one with the check mark or it's just nicole rose stillings mm-hmm. um you can send me a dm and i like i said i do get back to everybody so you will hear from me personally ah uh, well queen thank you so much for coming on your energy is so infectious and you just have like so much like energy and light to give and you're the best i love you <laughs> oh, i love you too thank you so much i love that you just went out and said that too because i you know it's like we haven't met but like i do feel a lot of love for you and yeah. thank you so much for having me this is yeah. beautiful all right thanks guys see you next time All right, guys, and that's it. We're at the end of the episode, and I'm assuming if you made it this far, you enjoyed the whole thing and you loved it. So if that is true, please subscribe, rate, and review. It means the world for a growing podcast like mine. So thank you in advance, and I love you. And with all of that said, everything that we talked about in this episode, I will be sure to put all the details in the description. And also, if you want to follow along for more, you can follow me on my personal at Small Talk with Sid or for more podcast related content, STWS Media. And until then, we will chat next time. Have a beautiful day, a beautiful weekend, and we'll talk soon. Bye, guys.